Okay, Rabosai, we have made it to Dvivri Hayamim Aleph Paragud. The first nine prakim were lists, and now we are back to action. Action that um, revisits and parallels Sefer Shmuel Aleph and Shmuel Beis, as we will see the life of David Amelach. And we start off with this parak with the last day of, of Shaul's life, because this is going to lay the groundwork for... David Amalek becoming the uh, the king. So the uh, author of Devar Hayabim assumes that you know Sefer Shmuel Aleph. Uh, again, there are a lot of parallels between the uh, between the two between the uh, stories, and there's much overlap. There's a little slight differences between certain details that are mentioned uh, here and not there, uh, but it's basically the uh, the same story. In this parak, uh, we have uh, Shaul Hamelach going out to battle against the Plishtim. And the Plishtim defeating them, Shaul and his sons are killed. Um, the story is told that Shaul didn't want himself to be killed by the Plishtim, so he tell, asked his uh, sword, his uh, Nose Kalaf, his sword bearer, please kill me. He didn't want to, so Shaul, according to this version, rolls over onto his own sword and commits suicide. And his uh, Nose Kalaf sees that he did that, and he killed himself too. And after that, uh, once the Plishtim won the battle and they found the corpses of David and his sons, they masqueraded the corpses, they beheaded Shaul, they masqueraded him and his body, terrible, terrible, put it into their base of Odazara. And the end of the parak says that the people from Yavish Gilad, who had received um, Dov, uh, Shaul's um, warriorship, and they had Hakar Satov for how Shaul had saved them much earlier in Sefer Shmuel Aleph from Nachash Ha'amoni, so then they came during the night in stealth and got his body back to be able to be buried. And that is the story of the parak. And then the last five words, The last words say that there, because of this whole shawl was done, and David ben Yishai takes over the Malchus. That is the uh, story of the of the parak. Remember just some of the story from uh, Sefer Shmuel already in Parach of Dalad. In Parach of Dalad, throughout the whole Sefer Shmuel, Aleph, David and Malchus trying to run away from Shaul and show him that he doesn't want to take it. He's not telling he's taking it against his will. It's what Hashem wants. Uh, Shaul at different points. Shaul at different points said uh, in uh, Parach of Dalad, Hineyadati ki malok timloch v'kama biyadcha mamlechas Yisrael. I know that you're going to be the king. But that didn't last too long, because a couple of programs later, he again uh, wants to uh, to get a David. But again, towards the end of the uh, the Sefer, as we know, in Parachav uh, Ches there, um, he is told, uh, Shmuel has died, and the Plishtim are gathering, and he wants to, tries to uh, go to the Urmatumim to get to... Uh, to get some uh, future telling, but it doesn't work because he had killed, he had wiped out the city of Novi Arakonim, so the Urmatumim wasn't giving him any info. So he goes to a witch, the Isha from Baalas Ov in Perachavches, and she says, please raise up Shmuel from the dead to uh, ask him if I should go to battle. But again, Shaul was... Um, was um, in a disguise. He didn't show that he was the king. They went to the Isha Laila, lift up from the dead who I'm going to ask you for. And the Isha says, But you know that Shaul said, If I do that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he's going to kill. So he says, Don't worry, I swear to you. And eventually she realizes that it is Shaul HaMelech. And then Shmuel uh, tells him that tomorrow in battle, you are with me. You and your children are with me, which, of course, the, uh, the understanding was that he was going to die and he was going to be with Shmuel Hanavi in, in, uh, in Shemayim. Instead of running away, he accepts the din, he tears his clothing, um, uh, or Hashem, I shouldn't say that, Hashem tears the Malmacha from, from his hand, 
Bekol Hashem, first time that he says, he kept saying him throughout the Sefer that he's going to take it and give it to somebody different, but now he says he's going to give it to David uh, because you angered him and um, you are going to fall in the hands of the Plishtim. And Shaul, uh, and uh, the witch is very nervous, but Shmuel accept, Shaul accepts, and he goes to battle the next day. And he goes to battle knowing that he is going to die in battle. But that is the uh, that is the uh, safer. The Nitziv has a hara in uh, in Dvarim. The Nitziv has a hara in Dvarim, and that is we know the pasuk says Tamim Tiyah Hashem You're not supposed to try to guess the future. It's supposed to be Tamim with Hakadosh Baruch Hu Tamim Tiyah. But that doesn't apply to national, right? The king, the king can ask the Rambam to him. That's okay. But he only can ask the Rambam to him. He has to ask those types of uh, sources. He can't ask the dark side, right? And Shaul was going to the dark side here, and that was the problem. Says the Nitziv in Shoftim in Parak Yudchas Pasuk Yudalit. The Afagavda Bahalichos Adam Baolamo Shalatzmo. Regarding individual issues and decisions, Yeshlios Tamim Hashem Olachkarasidos. A person should just be Tamim and not try to figure out the future, like Bilam says. Kilo Nachash Biyakov. You don't know whether to go to battle or not. And that's why Shaul went. But he went. He, so he made this. He, to ask the future, he should do that. But to ask the future in that way, that was the, that was the, the problem. The chet, obviously, that he, um, that he wrote. And then uh, the Tzib keeps explaining that. The difference between the Yachid and the, and the Tzibar. Okay, so now let's get into the actual parak. Uplishtim nilchamu Yisrael. So Plishtim were fighting. Vayanas ishi suami pre plishtim, and the Jews, they, the plishtim were winning, and the Jews ran away. Vayiplu chalalim bar geboa, many corpses fell in har geboa. That uh, was in the, the song, remember the, the elegy that David sung afterwards. Vayidbuku plishtim achrei shal, they ran after him, vachrei banav. Vayaku plishtim es yonatan, ves avinadav, ves malkishua, b'nei shal. Their sons were killed. Shaul was fighting um, strong, even though many people ran. The Gemara Darshan is from here. That Tchilas, uh, uh, the beginning of the losing of the battle is running away. See here, everybody ran away. That means they're going to lose the battle. Vayanas, they ran, but Shaul didn't run away. Shaul was strong and he stayed strong. And uh, it was a fierce battle and the archers found him. And Shaul was scared. So I was scared of the archers. Take out your sword, but stab me and kill me, Shaul says. Maybe the Arela are going to take me and they'll parade me and they'll uh, make sport of me. And the Nosekim said, I'm not going to kill you, Shaul. I can't. Shaul takes his own sword, and he falls on it. Again, this is the same version of the story, the end of Shmuel Aleph. Beginning of Shmuel Beis, the Nara Maliki that comes to David says, I killed Shaul. So that's a different version. Maybe he was just trying to boast, but really it seems like from these versions that uh, he was actually, um, he actually killed himself. That's actually two days in the Radak. Two days in the Radak there in Shmuel Aleph, Perak Lamed Aleph, all the way at the end of the of the Sefer. Uh, the Radak has two days. What actually, what actually happened? Says the Radak. Kimesha one version is that the Amalekite actually killed him, like it says in the beginning of Shmuel Beis. The Efshar of Amaleki. Maybe the Amaleki lied. Right, and then we have the issue of the Rishonim. How can Shaul commit suicide? 
right? Suicide is a raisa. So how could you commit suicide? Says the Radak. Below, there are a couple of answers we'll mention. Below, Chata Shaul Bahargo Atzmo. Shaul did not sin, says the Radak. Number one, Shol knew he was supposed to die that day. He had a nevuah that he was supposed to die that day. Number one. So maybe there's no suicide if you know he was going to die that day. Nobody else knows that. You're not a navi. He's worried about the Chil Hashem Shebo. He was the king of Israel. So either it was because he knew he was going to die, but he, or he didn't want them to kill him because um, that was um, going to lead to Chil Hashem. Right? Now that's what the Medrash also says. If you look in Bracious, Lamid Dalid Yud Gimel. Lamid Dalid Yud Gimel. The Gemara, uh, the Medrash has a has a diak. Yachok b'shol. You might think uh, suicide is also answered by shol. Tamalomer ach, ach is dimsochim edrosh. Ach, if it's an ach, if it's in shol's case, so then there isn't uh, an issue. The Rishonim in in, in uh, Bodizara on Daf Yerches also discussed this issue. Right? They said, why is that there? Because remember the story there on Daf Yerches. We have the story of Chayim and Tradion. And he was wrapped in the Torah, and they put wool uh, in between the Torah and his body in order that he burn slower. So he would die slowly, says the says the uh, Gemara. Rebbe, what do you see? He says, I see the letters going up and only the cloth burning. Unbelievable. I'm sorry, where is it? Amar, let me just find the line. The Talmudim said, Rebbe, why don't you open your mouth? You'll die a few minutes sooner. Open your mouth. Amar Lahen, Rebbe Tarfan answers them. Um, Rebbe Mutav, Rechem Etradion, I'm sorry. Mutav, Shitzlan, Amisha Nitna, Vayachabal Hubatzmo. Hashem will take me when he's ready to take me. I'm not going to be Chova myself. I'm not going to be Chova myself. That is the uh, what he says. Says Tosvos, Ayachabal Batzmo, Omar Rebbe Notam. But if you're scared that the guy are going to force you to do Averis based on torture, and you won't be able to stand up to them, Wow. If a person thinks that they won't be able to stand up to the pressure, or they'll be forced to do Averis, so then he can be like, he quotes a story about the, the, the children who jumped off the boat in, uh, in Mesechah's Gittin, um, and the and the like. That's the Tosfos. But if you look in the Ritva, the Ritva there in Avodazar Daf Yudches also quotes the Gilyone Hatosos. Ah, of course, the measures that we just quoted. Ah, as dim chalav nafshos zechem edrosh b'kanasar alav dem shaliyach b'batzmo yachal afilu kishol melech yisrael pirish. So this is the Ritva talking now. Shachava b'batzmo b'reishu misyare shema yaviru al das. Maybe they'll force him tamalom rachmiyet to bekiya gavna shari. Right, and that type of case is mutter. So is it because they'll force him to do averas? So that's the the Tosas and the Ritva have that formulation. They'll force him to be over al hadas. The Yamsha Shlomo has a fascinating creative shot. This is also discussed in Babakama. Babakama in this in the eighth parak where it talks all about chavala. So Babakama, you know what the Shol has a cheshbon. Shol says if they catch me, then they will parade me and they'll make fun of the Jewish people by parading me through town, and the Jews will not be able to stand for that. So they're going to go fight the plishtim. But I know the plishtim are going to win, so so many more Jews are going to be killed. So says Shol Amelech, I'm going to kill myself because 
if I'm paraded around, then even more Jews are going to be killed. That's his svara in order to save Jewish lives. If he's worried about more Jews being killed, come out. Says the marshal. This is in Perak Shmini Os Nuntas. He was machaving to this when he fell on his sword. Shesavar Shol felt im yipol chay biyadam. If I'm alive, yis alalu bo v'yaanu oso. They'll parade him around and they'll torture him. Umistama b'nei Yisrael lo yecholam liros v'lishmoa b'tzaras amelach. The Jews won't be able to stand for that. V'lo yamdu al nafsham milinkom nikmasu latila. They won't come try to revenge and save. V'yiplu kamer v'avos mi Yisrael and many more Jews will fall. And he already knew the Gzeirah. He knew that he's not going to get out. He knew that he's not going to escape. Maybe they'll come and spear me. Wow. That's the Yam Shoshlomo. And then he adds, And then he adds, That's the Yam Shoshlomo. Another chat. That why he is uh, why he is different. The, the other Achronim say maybe because he knew he was going to die that day. It's like a key mitzvah to do it. Either way, this is all different ideas that we have relating to Shaul Hamelach and this uh, tragic yes uh, yet fascinating story. So Vayar no sekel kimei Shaul pasake the no sekelim seed that Shaul died vayipol gamhu alacherev vayamos and he also falls on his sword. They all died together. And all the Jews saw that they ran. They ran away from the Plishtim. The Plishtim have been causing us problems from very early on in history. And what did the Plishtim do? And there's mutilation. Right, Jews do not celebrate their victories. They celebrate, but they do it in a in a way. Right, the Mafarshim point out that Minchaschein has this. Um, we made Purim on what day? Not the day that we won the war. We made Purim each one. Right, the fourteenth is the day because they finished. Uh, the, they won the victory in the thirteenth, and they, the victory uh, day was the fourteenth. We don't celebrate the victory itself because the victory is for us to be able to. Go back to our lives. Rahman al our enemies, they take videos and they take uh, pictures of all of the destruction and all the killings that they did. They want to show how much they mutilate. Jews don't do that. We don't do that. We'll take a picture of putting a flag up. We'll take a picture of, of having peace now. That's what we celebrate. But from time immemorial here, the plishtim did it then, and the plishtim do it today. Mutilation. They found the corpses of Shaul and his sons. They knew who they were. They skinned them. Or maybe they just took off their clothes. They did something. They beheaded him. They took his caleb. They wanted to boost morale that we beat the Jews. They put his begadim, his caleb, in the, in the house of their gods. And they put his, um, 
is a skull and base dogon. Some say this is connecting to what happened uh, much earlier when a base dogon, when they put the aron there and the uh, the head was chopped off. Um, so this is um, connected to um, connected to uh, to that because many years before when the Flishtim took the aron, that's what happened. But then to end the parak, the people of Yavesh Gilad, who were Yavesh Gilad. So this has happened way just when Shalomelech was being uh, was just anointed. Back in Perak Yud Aleph, Perak Yud Aleph of Sefer Shmuel Aleph, the people of Yavish Gilad were being surrounded. A little town, a little town by the uh, uh, on the east side of the Jordan, right? They're from Menashe. They're from Menashe. So what do they do? Vayal Nachash Amoni Vayechan Al Yavish Gilad. Vayomru Kol Yanchei Gil Yavish Al Nachash. They all said to Nachash, "Cross on a bris." But Avdechal, they said, "Don't kill us. We'll make a covenant with you. We'll make a treaty with you." What does Nachash say? Okay, cut out your right eye. You cut out your right eye, so then that's good. So if you cut out your right eye, that will be a big busha to the Jewish people, but that is what uh, what you should do. Uh, Rashi quotes there, your right eye, the Medrash Haggadah says, bring me your Torah that was bring, be, be a min and I'll burn it, because it says, Lo amoni you can't even add, take, you won't take any, our, any of our converts, so bring me the Torah, which is Yad Yamin, Mimi no Eish Das Lamos. That was the, that was the, um, Threat. Give us seven days. Okay, give us a week. If we don't have any salvation, Savior, then we'll come to you and we will submit. And they sent, and Shaul heard about it. The Ruach Elohim came to Shaul. So again, in a hidden way, at the end of Shaul's life, Yavish Gilad reminds us of who he was. He was very angry. And he brought, uh, he gathered the troops, Vayifka David Bazek, and he had Shloshmelov, 300,000 men, Vishyudah Shloshmelov, 330,000 men, and he went to Yavish Gilad and said, Who do you think you're starting up with? And the Anshi Yavish Gilad said, He split up into three camps, and he destroyed Yavish Gilad, and there was a great Teshua, Hayom Asa Hashem Teshua Israel. So the Yavish Gilad people, did not forget that. So when they hear that David's body is all over the place, now Shaul's body is all over the place with his sons, they decided to take the law and get it back. They had the strong men, they went to find the bodies, they brought it back. There, they buried the bones, they brought it back and buried there. They also said Shiva. They said Shiva, or some say this is an allusion. They're remembering the seven days that Shaul Amelech right helped them uh, help them out in. Interesting. There's a Pirkei Derbelazar. Pirkei Derbelazar in Parak Yosayin says that this is the source, one of the sources in Tanakh for Chesed, for Akar Sadov of Chesed. Gimilas Chasadim Lavela Minayin on Elamedim Yachi Yavish Gilad. And Hashem says, Amal Magadish Baruchu, Ani Atin Scharchim Lasilavo. You got Shaul, I'm going to give you Schar and Olam Abba. Kshani Asil Kabetz Yisrael, May Arapinos Olam, when I do Kibbutz Golios, Rishonu Makabetz Chati Sheve Menashe. First Chati Sheve Menashe. That's the first I'm getting back because of what they did for Shaul HaMelech here. And the Pasigans ends, Vayama Shaul, Bamalo Shamal Bashem, Advar Hashem. Shaul was killed because of, of the sins. Asher Lo Shamar, he didn't. He, he didn't get an answer from the rumor to him. She should have done Shuva. He shouldn't have gone to ask someone else. Uh, right? They were they were Averis, right? The Medrash says in Vayikra now, in Vayikra Rabbah, the Medrash says that there were seven, uh, um, sorry, five, five Me'ilos, says the Medrash. Tan Rabbanan, this is in Parshas Emar, Chavav. Al Hei Chatoy Neragos 
Shnemar Vayamas Shoba Malosh Armal Bashem. Vial Shaharag Novi Rakonim. Number one, he, he, he wiped out Nov, the city of Kornim, looking for David. He didn't kill Agag. He didn't wait, wait for Shmuel for a week to bring the Karbanos. And he asked Ovi Yedoni, and he didn't seek out Hashem. Even after Hashem didn't answer him, he should have done Shuvah and seeked out Hashem. And therefore, these were the sins that he was punished for. Rav Nevenzalo points out, even though we know that Shalom Melach sinned, that he lost the Malchus, and he was killed for it, but we have to be careful how we talk about Shalom HaMelech. We always have to be careful about that. Rav Nevenzal writes in Parshish Kisavo, Aser lanu lishpot chalila shal b'chir Hashem. We can't. We're trying to understand the Pashib Shat, but we really have to realize, we have to realize that Shal was uh, someone who is uh, not like us. And we have to learn from his mistakes, but also recognize that he's not just uh, a regular a regular person. Um, and he even asks, um, he discusses a little bit more there about the uh, the lack of patience of, uh, of Shaul, but, um, but Rav Nevesal says we always have to uh, discuss this with a, with a grain of salt. And the with David ben Yishai. So the table is set. The first ten prakim get us to this point. The rest of the Sefer is all going to be about Machlos based David. This was, if you remember, the Magic at the beginning of the Sefer. The pearl that they were looking through the dirt to find the pearl. Now we have the pearl, David ben Yishai. And we will start with David's story in the next Parak in Parak Yud Aleph.